Jared, why watermelon? Uh, because I like watermelon. Ah. I don't think I like watermelon white claws that much, though, is what I've discovered. <laughs> but I like watermelon on its own. That's fair. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that tells Jenna to stop talking, stop giving out information. My God, please stop talking. Dear God, please stop. I am your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, can you stop talking? No. (laughs) That's the entire conceit of this show. That's true. And my life. (laughs) And everything else. How's it going? It's been exactly... 24 hours since I last saw you. Less than that. I see you so much. Yeah. Are you sick of me yet? This is your fault, though, because you asked for a game night. True. I had a good time. It was Memorial Day. Yeah, it was a good time. I had fun. How was cleaning out your storage shed? I... That's not a euphemism for those listening at home, (laughs) by the way. I did really well. I want you to take a, a look at this picture and... Great for an audio medium. I know, right? Take a look at this picture and look at that storage unit. Organized as fuck. That's true. Yeah. And like all those boxes on the right, they're all going away. It's going to be great. So is there such a thing as an anti-hoarder? Yes, Marie Kondo. Sure. Kind of. I think I'm borderline there because you show me that. The first thing I think of is, well, if you're not using it, why don't you just throw it all away? Believe me, that that is an argument that I have had. I, I split the middle, which I think is a healthy way to do You're it. correct. My, there, are, there are some things that I keep for sentimental value sure. and nothing else. I have definitely thrown away things that, like, months later I was like, ah, oh, that would have been helpful. Yeah. I have DVDs of shows that I'm never going to watch again that I, I do keep and I, I shouldn't. Uh, shows wait. that I've been in. Yeah, that's what, okay, that's what yeah. I thought you were saying. That is different because, right, you're not going to sit and watch it for fun, but 10, 20, 30 years from now, assuming that the, that you preserve the disc. Yeah. That's something. Especially if you decide you want to have kids, you show your kids. It's that's sentimental things have a different carve out, I feel like. For okay. Me. And I also know that that's a that's kind of wild, but I like to live a little nomadically, so mm-hmm. I, I keep things light. No, my goal is to get rid of the hey, you have two air conditioner window units that you don't need because While you, you have central, central air. air. Yeah, you should sell those. I'm that is my goal. Uh, they, they are currently on Facebook Marketplace. If you're in Chicago and you need a a central, no, not central, a window AC unit, I actually do have one really nice one. So you're saying our fans could buy a fan? Stop it. Ah, only fans. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> if listen, again, we know how many of you listen. Oh my god. If every single one of you writes a review, I will bully Steven into starting an OnlyFans. Why would you do that? Committed. Nobody wants that. Committed. Nobody wants that. I'm so glad we talked about this off mic and that you agreed to this. I didn't. This is the first time hearing of this. It would make a good amount of money, I think. I really don't think so. (laughs) Not at all. Uh, Speaking of things that don't make any money, emails. If you would like to email us, feel free to do so. SurvivorTBT at gmail.com or you can message us on Twitter at SurvivorTBT or Reddit U slash SurvivorTBT. I stare at you directly when it's I give so this weird. every single time. It's so uncomfortable. There is no good reason for me to do it, but I do it. I will say, I will update the the signature line of my email to read Jared, Portfolio Executive Director, Stephen Levine's Pimp. Hey! Could I put Survivor TBT host on my email line? <laughs> It'd yeah, be a actually. bad move, but I could. You could. I mean, maybe on my, like, artist email that I, I don't have. Anyway, emails. First one from Josh. Thank you, Josh. Joanna's claim to fame being randomly referenced in an episode of The Office. Oh. It's probably because the actress who plays Pam is a big fan of the show and had Jeff Probst legally ordain her marriage whoa so she probably just put it in there i love that so i think we have a clip so. it was probably during uh, for our listeners if you haven't heard of what a fun run is a lot of these comedy shows i know parks and rec did this they'll do the scene a couple of times verbatim as written and then they'll have ones where it's like all right now just do whatever the fuck you want mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll keep stuff from that run 
So uh, one of the famous examples is in Parks and Rec when Rob Lowe is like, don't poop in the mirror. And he's like shaking and like sweating. Stop pooping. (laughs) That was a fun run. I love that. I'm going to play this clip. It might get edited out, but here we are. Anyone see Survivor season six? Anyone know Joanna on that show? In New York City, I hooked up with a girl who looked exactly like that. Indistinguishable. (laughs) (laughs) What a... (laughs) That's wild. What a dumb and great (laughs) reference. You just pull that out of nowhere. That... Okay, so the clip is, it's from an episode of The Office where Ryan has gotten fired from New York and he's back in the Scranton office and it's being talked about. He goes, yep, I did it. I'll dress the elephant in the room. It was worth it. It was a hell of a ride, blah, blah. You want one example? Okay. Uh, You know Joanna, season six of Survivor? Well, I slept with a girl that looked just like her and then sits down. And that's, what a fucking pull. And also, like, that's wild to me, too, because, like, Joanna's not, like, the most attractive woman on this episode or the or on this season or on Survivor. Like, this also isn't the year that this season would have been on or relevant. It's such a random pull. It does seem like a random pull, and I'm here for it. Yeah. I love that kind of shit. Anyway, that's great. Like, Thank she you. wasn't, like, the eye candy of this season, you know? Like, that's wild. Mm. I don't think anyone actually knew how the rules around quitting worked at this time in Survivor history. <laughs> That's fair. We haven't had anybody quit. That's true. We just medevaced. <laughs> just, uh... Sean was like, I will fall in the fire, damn it. I will do it right fucking now. quit if I have to. <laughs> I will die. In response to Rob's true personality, he's doing what most great Survivor players do and weaponizing his true personality to his advantage. Very few people can be Brian and just make a fake personality. (laughs) So it's good to take who you are and use it to your advantage. That's fair. That's fair. He's a goof. Another email from Tyler. Joanna is currently a fitness and master trainer. That makes sense. She is actually mentioned in the episode of The Office. Boom. Tyler's on it too. When Ryan says he hooked up with a girl that looked just like her in New York. Also, Christy says the episode title when she says that if they keep Shauna, they're basically making her trapped. There it is. Well, now that I know, too, that it, the beginning of this episode that we're about to talk about uh-huh. shines a little bit more light on it. Shauna was not just like, oh, it's so hard and I think I want to go home. She's like, you fuckers kept me here. Yeah. Why did you keep me here? <laughs> I wanted to leave. And Dina's like, we, we kept her against her will. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we did. Thank you, Tyler. That's that's good stuff right there. And Carl. While I'm really hearing a lot about this Puss in Boots movie, which is not something I ever expected to say, I have to believe it's better than the Mario movie at this point. I haven't. I still haven't seen the Mario movie. Me either. It's a real bummer. I might do that for my birthday. I thought you would have seen it by now. I... Mm-hmm. Yes, I probably would have had I not been in two shows at the same time. If it wasn't for those... Kids and their crazy dog. Yeah. Those meddling kids. Could talk more about Mr. Puppy Shooter, but nah. See, Carl, you made a promise. We made a promise. Gonna walk back a take a little bit here. I think the visuals of the intro are phenomenal. I really like the gloomy rainforest vibe and the nature shots. The music, I still think, is mid. Only the chants Mm. in the middle really stand out for me. I like the overhead shot of the river. Or like the fish island shot of the river. Yep. Maybe this is editing, but it seemed like the dudes had the idea to block the wind after Jeff mentioned how strong the wind was. Like, Jesus, Jeff mm. Probst wants his own gender to win. I mean, he mentioned it to everyone. He did, and I, I want to say he said it aimed at the women, because they mm. got the fire first. But even still, he's not subtle about it. Yeah. It's Jeff. He's screaming things at the top of his lungs. It's also like, I mean, listen... I'm now going to be, like, looking out for shenanigans. But, like, if you're doing a challenge around fire and you've been in the jungle for ten days and you can't figure out that wind blows fire, I I don't know how to help you. Good for fire. Good for fire. (laughs) I think Gene nominating Dina as leader backfired in more than one way. It backfired so bad. Not only is Dina a good leader, but Gene was so transparent in her strategy that... I wouldn't be surprised if it was a factor for Dina deciding to vote with the younger girls. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, Dina's clearly not one to shy away from the controversy or, like, 
hey, fuck, I'm like, I'm here to win. I'm here to cut throats. Let's do it. Dina's a badass. Dina's a badass. Another Survivor history footnote. I'm pretty sure Dina teaming up with the cuter girls with less fat to burn was one of the first times you saw someone joining an alliance of people who weren't really like them at all sociologically. That is interesting. Versus people who were. And not out of necessity. Sure. Not out of necessity. I was, gonna say, I was trying to think of Marquesas. I'm like, I'm sure that happened in Marquesas. I mean... Oh, I think... Yeah. He goes on to say about Rich and Rudy. And that was what I was going to say. Is Rich and Rudy were like the original odd couple. Yeah, I, I kind of... I always put season one in its own box. Yeah. You had the Misfits in Marquesas, but that was pure survival. Yeah. Versus the Row 2-4. And you had Rich and Rudy in season one, but that was before alliances were even really a thing. Exactly. That was when there was the question of, like, alliances? So Good Rich, or bad? So Rich just found whoever was open to the idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're along for the ride. Let's do it. Yeah. Seems pretty transformative. Nice. Yeah. I, too, love that the final straw that causes Shauna to disintegrate into dust was failing to win Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Not really sure if Shauna would have been allowed to quit back then at all. I'd say based on A, her reaction in the beginning of episode 5, which, yes, and B, events that we will get to in a later season. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was basically light kidnapping at that point. <laughs> like, you've signed a waiver, you ain't going fucking anywhere. But man, that's low on a producer. Like, man, you cannot leave until you're voted out. Or, like... <laughs> for a medical reason. You're asking for issues there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And lawsuits, but there's that. I think they'd be... Unfortunately, I think they'd be covered from lawsuits if they... I'm, I'm assuming if you're a producer and you're a sketchy producer, you word things in such a way of like, okay, like, you can leave. Like, we won't keep you here, but you gotta pay your own way back. We're stripping... Like, we're taking back all... Comp like, you have to pay back all the money we've given you thus far. Mm -hmm. Like... Sure, you can leave, but it's basically contract slavery at that point. Like, yeah. you're you're stuck. We will financially fuck you. Yeah. I'm so happy we remember work hard, play hard Zoe. Oh, yeah. Good for you. And finally, I second Tyler's assertion that the main course of Amazon has yet to be served. We're still on the appetizers. Even though I haven't seen this season in more than ten years, I still remember its general arc, and needless to say, we're jazzed up, baby. General arc. General arc. for duty. Boom. That's all the emails. Hell yeah. I love that. Anything you would like to say before we get into it? It's a good appetizer. It's a good appetizer, baby. Wait, can you hear that? Out out in the wilderness, it's... Bumper. I'm glad you got a Coca-Cola for the bit. <laughs> it's not a Coca-Cola. It's a White Claw. Alright, so this episode came out on March... 13th of 2003. Actually a pretty jam-packed week between episodes. So first thing is, uh, it was the annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Some notable names on there. The inductees. ACDC, The Clash, or Elvis Costello and The Attractions. I don't know who that is. I know who Elvis Costello is. I don't know the band. Mm. The Police. Those are the, those are the ones that I know, but there you go. Nicholas Winston, 93, former British stockbroker who helped 669 young Jews flee Czechoslovakia on the eve of the Nazi invasion in 1939, receives knighthood from Queen Elizabeth at Buckingham Palace. Hmm. Seems like they could have gotten around to that a little bit quicker, but yeah. glad it happened. And on the same day, the International Criminal Court holds its inaugural session in The Hague. Hmm. I'm going to get to that in a second. I don't know this one, but I was wondering if it triggered something in you. Elizabeth Smart found after having been missing for nine months? A missing person being found after nine months seems like it would have been quite the story. I believe it was a young girl. Sure. That makes sense. Let me, let me quick Google while you keep going. <laughs> the only ones that we care to find are young white girls. I mean, yes. Young white blonde girl. Yeah! Young white exactly. blonde girl? Yep. Young white blonde girl. Who'd have thunk it? Yep. And then the journal Nature reports that 350,000 year old footprints of an upright walking human had been found in Italy. Oh, wow. So we were like, oh, we were around longer than we thought. Now, Stephen, what do you know about the International Criminal Court? Not a whole lot. I know that it's used in trials for, like, war crimes, yes. usually. But I don't know how much teeth it has. Yeah. So, yes, it's an international court primarily for war crimes. The problem is the United States is not really a part of it. 
Yikes. And most big countries don't seem to be. So the United States is not a state party to the Rome Statute, which founded the International Criminal Court in 2002 as a permanent international criminal court to bring justice the perpetrators of the worst crimes known to humanity, war crimes, crimes against humanity, and genocide, when national courts are unable or unwilling to do so. As of March 2023, 123 states are members of the court. Other states that have not become parties to the Rome Statute include India, Indonesia, and China. So we're already with us, India, and China, the three biggest, like, by population countries in the world don't adhere to this court and don't recognize its power. Yeah, concern. On May 6, 2002, the United States, in a position shared with Israel and Sudan, having previously signed the Rome Statute, formally withdrew its signature and indicated that it did not intend to ratify the agreement. They're like, nah, we're kidding. We didn't think you were actually going to do it. I'm sorry, that was Israel and who? Us and Sudan. One of those things is not like the other. Uh. <laughs> like, us and Israel do shit together all the time. Yeah. And then Sudan's like, and also me. Apparently policies like all over the place since it's been founded, like the Clinton administration signed the Rome Statute in 2000 before Bush took over, but didn't submit it to the Senate for ratification. So that's why it never got put through. And then George W. Bush was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Obama administration was like, yeah, we'll work with you. But as an observer, you can't try and we'll we'll help you try people, but we're not going to try our people there. Yeah. Yeah. Just one of many liberal failings of the Obama administration. <sighs> this isn't a politics podcast. No, it's not. Except however, when I make it one. <laughs> however, I do want to jump back to your first point of reference. Does ACAB apply to the band The Police? They're not cops. They're the police. They're the police. Yeah, but they're not cops. All cops are bastards. They're not the cops. They're the police. Mm, okay. So let me go find the band The Cops. <laughs> but yes, they would be bastards. Okay. Correct. It's a weird and arbitrary line. The top five movies of the time, same song uh, in the Club by 50 Cent. Top five movies are How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Old School of Chicago, Tears of the Sun, Bringing Down the House. So I think all those were in our top five last time. So I did bring up a little bit more information on Tears of the Sun. Again, to pull from the media that this is going on around the time. It's an action movie starring Bruce Willis about going to... Nigeria to rescue somebody and staying to help refugees. Okay. It's a little bit it's a little bit white savory. It's not rated very well. Critics gave it a 34%, although audiences gave it a very nice 69%. Hey, nice. Yeah, we're doing those like it seems like most of the early 2000s movies that aren't like the big hits that we remember are shitty comedies. Yep. Or poorly thought out action movies. Why not? Why not? For the record, I was listening to your thing, but there, was, there is a band called The Cops. Huh. Just, just wanted you to know that. Go look up The Cops. Are they good? Who knows? <laughs> anyway, anything else? That is the world in on March whatever 2003. I put away my phone already. I didn't cool. write down the date. <laughs> then let us move forward with the most disappointment I've ever had in an episode title. And I'm going to give an explanation on this one. Okay. Here I have my my format, how I write down episode, like what episode we're on. Mm-hmm. We are on season six, episode five. So I do six dash five. Right. If this was five dash six, pick up sticks, oh, I would no! be great. But it's not. It's six dash five, pick up sticks, and that's bullshit. In Europe, it would be five, six, pick up sticks. Oh. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm doing the day month thing, but for episode It season, doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I don't really get it any like I like I guess it's like oh yep we've scattered everyone around but I still don't quite get it. You could make the play that it was the 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 draft was the sticks. Sure, I guess. Honestly, I don't know. Somebody probably has a better answer out there. I don't know. Okay, Steven. Yes. Do you think we'll get into the actual chronological episode, but mm-hmm. I think we should start with where we're at on the tribe swap. Okay. Did you like it? Did I like the tribe swap? I love this tribe swap. I have complicated feelings. Okay, tell me more. I love the way they did it. Mm -hmm. I have... I understand a tribe swap when you haven't set... Like, they set a gimmick for the season. And I kind of thought we were going to ride that gimmick to the merge. And then they're like, no, no. And that might also be okay, right? Because then you're exploring, you still have the gimmick because then there's the question of like new alliances versus old and all of that. So I'll have to see how it plays out a little bit more. But also, 
this projects badly for the women on both tribes. So that's a whole other thing uh, that just like I'm rooting for the women because I like their tribe more and I'm very nervous for them. <laughs> sure. It is- but that aside, I think I kind of, I don't know, maybe, maybe a couple more episodes of like the gimmick would have gone stale though. Mm-hmm. In a numbers game though, it's the perfect time to do it. Yes. It's a 3-3 three, three split. Yep. If you are going right down gender lines, which both sides have said that they are going to, yeah. then you're gonna you're forcing some ties. Except we don't in Except this episode. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's I love it. It's good. So let's start Except Heidi's a fucking idiot, but we'll get there. Let's start at the beginning of the episode. Dina is in control, but Gene is pissed. And none of this matters in, like, 20 minutes. Correct, but that's why we set it up, because foreshadowing is good. It is good. No, I, I, this is a fun bit, and, man, it's still wild to me that they have just kidnapped Shauna and held her for (laughs) ransom. She's so upset that her alliance has forced her to stay. Yeah. That is something that no one should ever be saying. My alliance won't let me leave. Did you also catch the opening shot? There were bugs in their mouth! In whose mouth? I don't know! It was one of the women, I I don't remember, the buff was over their eyes, and I don't remember, it might have been Shauna? I don't remember. There was, it doesn't matter who it was, there were bugs crawling around on their fucking teeth. I want you to remember that for the end post-episode. Just remember that thought. Thank you. Okay. Anyway... That's that's a problem. Jean is pissed that we took out the strongest player, but really she's pissed that she knows she's alone. Yeah. She's all alone. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like... I think I said last episode, I'm like, well, Shauna's obviously the next to go. Didn't know about the tribe swap. But obviously she's the next to go. I actually don't know if that would have been true. <laughs> I think they would have just kept Shauna kidnapped. It might not have been. I overestimated their empathy. <laughs> We have flip sides. The men are a chopping. The men are are out. We're getting wood. We're we're hacking away with our machetes. And Alex smacks himself in the face. He's really lucky he didn't lose an eye. Yes, he is. Jesus. And can you imagine? They have this whole thing set up, and then they have to medevac somebody for taking a machete in the eye, and they're like, "What the fuck do we do?" Yeah. Fuck. You just put an eye patch on and be like, "Don't get." Fuck back in. If Shauna can stay, you can stay. <laughs> really, this is just a, a small aside because it doesn't matter in the long term. No. But he <laughs> Though we've been seeing... So, we have protagonists of the season. Like, we're, there are people that are getting a lot more camera time mm-hmm. and that are driving action in their tribes a lot more than others. For the women's tribe before this tribe swap, it's Heidi, it's Dina, and I would say Christy is more like character analysis like you're not getting christy as driving the game but you're getting a lot of a Christ, a lot of christy because she's new and interesting sure not getting nearly as much shauna Jean, or jenna unless it's shauna trying to go home as an obstacle to the other ones and for the men we're getting a lot of alex and matthew and rob and we're kind of burying roger and butch and dave hmm now, some of those, I think that part of the reason Jenna and Dave have been buried up to this point is because they're the two that go to the summit, and we get to learn a little bit more about them, except then we immediately shove them back in their corners, especially <laughs> Jenna. They are, they're burying Roger and Butch, and Jean, but Jean is going to go home. So I'm like, do Roger and Butch go home soon? Or is it just because Roger's so fucking unlikable? <laughs> These are the questions. It's interesting. We, we have to ask them, and... They're know. learning how to edit the show better that I can't tell. Yes. Because in previous seasons, I could fucking tell. I mean, even in Thailand, I think a lot of my guests, thinking back on it, maybe it's revisionist, but I feel like a lot of my guests in Thailand were just hope. <laughs> I was like, they cannot just let these three fucking psychos walk to the end of the game. Ah, uh, but they do. But they do. But even like, at the time, I was like, it seems like Chewie Gon's really good, kind of, even though they're the underdog, seems like they're in the power position. It doesn't seem like there's, it's much messier in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. More compelling. And they go, they go get a Coke for him, for his, <laughs> his very bleeding eye. Get the medicinal Coke! Not his eye. He smacked himself in the forehead. The eyebrow. Yeah. And they're just, they're pumping him up like, that actually looks pretty badass. Like, good for you. Dumb. Meathead stuff. Yeah, meathead stuff. 
on the other side, Gene sets everyone down and says, all right, what's, what the fuck is going on? Why did we do this? That sound, that was so dumb. And why didn't anyone tell me? Yeah. Why didn't anybody tell me? And goes after Dina. Uh, Last night I heard you guys talking and I heard you say your problem was that you weren't part of the team. And I know you were talking about me and Dina's like, no, I was talking about Christy. How much of this do you think is true? I don't know. Because the thing that Gene says, talks about it as past tense. Mm-hmm. Dina was saying that Christy had a bad attitude the first three days. Yeah. And honestly, I think part of me does believe that because I don't think, I don't think Dina's stupid. Like, I don't think she's, she's going to know that Gene hears her. Mm-hmm. And we do see Christy side with them and have more of a, like, camaraderie and like now communication channels have been opened so i think that would be the time you decompress that but i can see how it's projected onto gene and gene is like i don't feel like they were just openly shit talking gene by the fire like that would be crazy yeah so i unless they didn't think that it mattered anymore unless they didn't think it mattered anymore but if they didn't think it mattered anymore then why not just say that's yeah yeah we did what are you going to do about it? They would have just said it straight to her face. So yeah, I actually kind of believed her. And I think Jean, ne- neither side, Jean or the other women, want to address the issue head on, which mm-hmm. is interesting. And I think part of what Jess talked about with like circular speaking that can happen in all femme circles, by the way, we're conditioned and all of that. I obviously don't have experience with that personally, but trying to piece together some of that experience and both sides know the subtext of what they're talking about, but neither side wants to be the first to make it text. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. And Gene takes this and is like, you know what? I'm not doing the work today. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to hang out because you guys get to sit here and hang out. And everyone's like, okay. Cool. That was always allowed. Yeah, you, you can do that. <laughs> and she does. Anyway, tree mail. <laughs> We get a bottle of wine in tree mail, and you get to send your youngest for wine and laughter. They just want to get him to fuck. Yes. Yeah. I believe that is exactly what they wanted. And Rob wanted to go, but the golden boy Dave gets to go. Darn it. By age. It's by age. I don't really understand the Rob-Dave feud. That seems entirely one-sided. It does, doesn't it? And on one side, it's Dave. On the other side, it's Jenna. But Gene says, don't assume youngest means by age. What else, what else does it fucking okay, mean? I thought it was a fun joke. Like, I, Jenna takes it really personally and is like, it's like, no, I'm just saying, like, it's for me. Shut up. And I, like, in her confessional, and I was like, I think it's kind of a fun joke. Because, like, obviously she knows it means youngest by age. Yeah. But she's, I think, I actually was like, oh, she's trying to make, like, a moment of genuine connection. And just failed. I think it's really interesting to me that Jenna's like, oh no, it's by age. I have to go do this thing until someone else wants it. <laughs> and then when someone else wants it, suddenly, no, it's my thing. You don't get the thing. How human instinct is that? How, how human it It's so dumb and I hate Although, it. Although like, I don't understand why she don't want to go in the first place. If you tell me that like, you have to go, you have no choice. So everyone around you knows you have no choice. Yeah. And you get wine and you get to go do something else. Yeah, I'm fucking in. Yeah, and I'm assuming food. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It's great. Anyway, they they take a walk. Uh, not a walk. They take mini boats <laughs> and they paddle over. And Jeff is there to greet them. It's always weird seeing Jeff in these, like, smaller environments. Sure. Of things. It's not out of the game, but it feels like it's out of the game. It's like if Jeff showed up, just like you saw him walking down the street and you're like, that's, that's Jeff Probst. The fuck, man? Anyway, he, he comes with Jeff a, introduces them to the fuck shack. Yeah. <laughs> he comes, he's like, hey, come come hang out. History belongs to the old men, the village belongs to the adults, but opportunity is for the young. And I will say, this Jenna in the fuck shack had a better experience than season one Jenna in the fuck shack. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's very true. Anyway, there's, there's food, there's wine, there's, there's a foot shower. Fetish. There's foot fetish. We just get long zoom-ins on feet. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And then there's a bed. A bed. A bed. Yeah, we like doing this, don't we? And then, so they're just up, they're talking for a long time. They're having a great time. And then, 
the shower scene. The unnecessary shower scene. I like when Survivor is a little consensually horny. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I think because of where it was and because of, like, oh, we haven't talked to the opposite gender in so long. Jenna was was the perfect person to go on this. It was, and I hesitate to say this, tastefully horny. Like, just enough. They didn't show things in the shower, but they're like, you can very much see in the shower. They told us. They didn't show us. Yes. And that's, I think that's cool. And, like, they're flirtatious and building a bond, and it's not creepy or weird. One issue I did have with this entire thing is not on the game. It is on their personal choices. And that they both chose to disrobe and put on the literal robe before showering. And that is so upsetting to me. <laughs> you were just getting the robe dirty to then go shower and then put the robe back on. That is true. Why would you do that? That's, that's a me thing. <laughs> anyway. Jenna's given all the details. Yeah, okay, so I want to talk about this. Do it. So, Jenna is like, here is every fucking dirty secret I have ever heard from them. Here is all of our alliances. Here's our social security numbers. How did she not... Like, she didn't say that Christy was deaf, and I'm like, or at least we didn't hear her say that. Um, And I was like, how'd that not get out? Like, you told them everything. You told them fucking everything. I feel like that was said, and we just didn't see the cut. Maybe. The guys seemed... The guys, when they meet Christy... If, if it's said to Dave, Dave doesn't tell his tribe because the sure. guys didn't know. Yeah, that's fair. But literally, like, every single thing. I'm like, Jenna, I get it that you are bored uh-huh. and that it, this is fun. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then fucking Dave is like, oh, yeah, I'll tell you all about the guys. Here's their professions and their age. That's it. That's all he gives. Maybe he gave more. But and that's I'm, sure, all I'm sure he gave some, like, personality quirks yeah. or, like, what the fuck, man? It. It's so smart. And I think Dave is in a great position for what happens in the 1, morning. 1,000%. I don't want people to get too good at the game. Like, I don't want... It doesn't make for good TV if both of them show up to the fuck shack and don't talk about their team at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fun to watch Jenna be a fucking idiot. But I also don't want people to be fucking idiots constantly so it's it's a weird line to walk you want to find the happy medium yeah i disagree a little bit on that because i do think it is fun when both parties are there and they're doing a little dance that is true how much do i want to give you the chess yeah like playing chess against each other yeah that's a good point okay i revert my previous statement okay (laughs) anyway they talk they talk about jenna's ass in particular the fucking balls man The, the balls I mean, I guess if she asked the question. Yeah. Anyway, Dave's like, this is the greatest thing to happen to me. Love it. And Jenna's like, we didn't do anything to get here except for be born in the right year. Yeah, she's like, he's like the best reward ever because I didn't have to earn it. Yep. <laughs> Fair. I didn't do shit, but here I am. Great. Yeah. And then they go to bed and they wake up and a beautiful feast for breakfast. And then Jeff shows up. <laughs> and then Jeff in to ruin the day. I And I was like... Jenna, they obviously was me something to do with the game. Correct. You don't just get pulled to go hang out and then go. She's back like, to "Oh no, it's sit at the table. That means there's business." I'm like, "Yeah." What did you think this was? I mean, what did we do for when Rob and Kathy were doing merge. almost this? It was merge, right? Yeah. So it's yeah, too early to th- merge. It's too early to merge, but there's something game. Exactly. I was actually thinking. I'm glad they didn't do this. I thought they were going to send them to each other's tribes. Mm. And like, it wasn't be like a full, like three person swap. It was be like, all right, you are now the one guy in a tribe of women and you are now the one woman in a tribe of men. Yeah. But that seems like an easy pick off. It would have been interesting. It would have. Because I think it would have been more interesting, like if they did that swap, which obviously Survivor can't plan for this, but if they did that swap and the guys lost immunity, I don't think Jenna goes home. I don't think Jenna goes home, but I think Dave goes home. I think Dave goes home. In that scenario. Yeah. Anyway, Jeff shows up. He's like, all right, take a seat at the table. Come sit down. Come, 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 come here. You had fun? Cool. I'm, I'm glad you had fun. We're picking tribes, baby. Let's do it. And Jenna uh, immediately regrets everything. Yeah, immediately remembers all of the shit she told him. Jesus. Yeah. So we, we, we're doing a draft, and you can pick. We're going... You choose a guy, you choose a girl, you choose a guy, you choose a girl. This draft, this draft is so interesting. It is, isn't it? First of all, Dave picking Heidi first. Yeah. 
ballsy fucking move. Before you get into it, let me okay. give the the now split tribes. Which yeah. now I'm going to learn the fucking tribe names. Yeah. <laughs> and Tombaki, we have Dave, Heidi, Butch, Christy, Roger, Jean. At Jabaru, we have Jenna, Alex, Dina, Rob, Shauna, and Matthew. Thoughts? Well, okay. So... Dave picking Heidi first was fucking ballsy because if Jenna's the kind who holds a grudge, you just made an enemy. Correct. I don't know if she is. We'll find out. Dave also took the older guys. He took Butch and Roger. Yes. Which I find interesting too. And I can't tell if that's gameplay or thinking with his dick. So later on in the episode, he does say, like, as the other guys are leaving, he's like, I did what I did to keep us strong six into... The merge. I don't believe him. I don't know if I believe him here. Like, I see the thought process. Like, if you're there and you see, like, oh, maybe my tribe is the weaker. Maybe I could convince these people. And it does work in his favor. Sure. Like, maybe I can get the other tribe to, like, not be throwing away their strong power okay so if that's the reasoning that's fucking stupid it is because you have now put yourself at a chance of being in the minority mm-hmm. because if they make bonds over there that are more important than the ones that you guys made as a guy tribe you're fucked yeah or you at least are playing at a disadvantage if you're thinking with your dick because you're like i'm gonna take these two non-attractive older men that aren't threats like you're also a fucking idiot Because what are you doing thinking with your dick? Especially when it's probably going to be like for six days. Yeah. We don't get any indication that that is the thought process, but I can't take it off the table, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't see any other reason for his choices. I think part of it comes down to the order of how things were picked in that Jenna got to pick first and picked Mm -hmm. a guy, like picked a young guy. It was Alex or Matthew. I think it was, uh, it was Alex. You're right. And picked a strong guy. And I think Dave picked... Does Dave just not like Rob? I don't think... I I think there's some tension there. I mean, Rob doesn't like Dave, but we don't know if that's a two-way street. And maybe he just really liked Butch. Yeah, maybe. And, like, Butch seems like a very likable guy at this point. Yeah. So, there's that. And then he doesn't get to pick again until his two options are Matt, who is kind of an outcast in this tribe, and Roger, who is... We've seen what Roger is. Which... Then I'm thinking, yeah, keep the outcasts around you so that they don't go make a bunch of... Well, mm, no, that's risky because if the outcast goes with the... Yeah, okay, okay. There, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of thought process behind this small game that takes five minutes. And Jenna's fucking throwing darts in the dark. Yeah. Just, uh, Alex is a cool name. Unfortunate that it works for her. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so they get their buffs. They go home. They're like, all right. Hey guys. Oh yeah, and saying that Shauna was sick, that also fucked her over real bad. That was real bad. Yeah, because I I think Dave would have picked Shauna. Me too. Just because people were really excited about Shauna for a majority of this game. Oopsie doops. So we we go back to our respective tribes. We say, hey, here's your buffs. Sorry guys, go. I don't think Jenna said that Christy was deaf because Dave picked her. That's fair. I mean, I guess if you're trying to lose immunities... Man, ah, it's so fun to game theory this out. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I just realized, I was like, wait a minute. He picked Christy. He did. He picked it pretty early. Yeah, so I don't know that he knew that. That Yeah, that was his second pick. His, or his second female pick. And I guess in order for Jenna to say that, she would have to remember that Christy existed. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, fair. Well, I guess, again, there's so much gameplay in this. I know! Uh, I'm, I'm, we could theorize all day, but yeah. I'm not going to. And we get this like weird circusy flute music that is really grating, and I did <laughs> yeah. not like it. I was listening on the train, and I'm like, I have to slide my headphones off because it was too much. I d- Ugh, a lot of it. Dave says he's trying to keep the six strong in the merge. We'll, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And Rob is pissed. Rob is super pissed. Oh, the other thing I noticed is neither of them, Rob or Jenna, seem to tell their tribes how they picked them. You mean Dave? Oh, yeah, sorry. Dave or Jenna. Neither one seems to have tell, told them how the order worked. Because Heidi mentioned something about, like, oh, I understand, like, Jenna did what she had to do. And I'm like, she could never pick you. Mm-hmm. She never got the chance to pick you. Correct. And she didn't tell you that. 
I don't know that they had time or the thought process came to be like, let me explain it. I would want to tell my number one that. I would too. And, and like, you could diffuse Rob very quickly with like a, you don't ha- you can lie about the order. Yeah. And say so like, man, we were going back and forth. We had to pick one. I had to start with girl, one girl, one guy, one girl, one guy. And she got you before I could. Yeah. Sucks. There's so many ways to game this. Anyway, Gene is super excited that this is the perfect time for a tribe swap. It is. It's the perfect situation for her. Yep. It does not work in her favor. Jean has done nothing but roll nat ones this entire season. <laughs> I feel bad for her because I don't think she's a terrible player. She's playing hard. Unlucky. Unlucky. We get a welcome party at Tombaki. Everyone's super excited. Christy has to give the spiel again of, hey, I'm deaf. Please talk to me directly. Like, I will read your lips, but I'm, at night it's going to be tough. And Roger says, I never would have guessed she was deaf watching the other tribe. Yeah. So there you go. Roger, with a rare moment of, like, empathy and, like, nuance. Yeah. Or just unawareness. Even the way he worded it was, like, respectful. I was like, yeah. that's Roger talking? Like, I considering... Yeah, I guess he's just weird homosexuality (laughs) and then he goes on to say you're the new guys uh the the new girls sure you can't win them all can't win them all (laughs) at jabaru shauna scrapes herself off the bed and then suddenly has more energy now that there are men in the tribe the power of the lady boner Ooh, ooh dina's like it's amazing what a little testosterone will do 180 degrees from Which, where she was. This this also tells you that like Shauna's problem has been mental, not physical. Yeah. Oh, I mean, as Dean has been talking about, it absolutely is. Which I I would be very frustrated with that. Mm-hmm. Like you've been throwing a temper tantrum for four days and like melting down in camp, and then one dick walks in and you're like, all right, I've never felt better in my life. Yeah, but it's a cute boy. A cute boy with a new scar. God damn it. <laughs> Alex and Matthew are the same person to me. Like, I know that they're separate, but I keep getting them mixed up. So I can't remember which one she's into. She's into Alex. Okay. But they do have very similar vibes. Yes. Or like tall, dark, handsome looking faces. Yeah. Rob says to us in a confessional, there will be no votes for women. I, I have to make a deal. There will be no votes for women as long as they walk around camp naked. Oh no, he didn't say women. He said Shauna and Jenna. Oh. He specified Shauna and Jenna. Oh, well, that's fair. Gene, <laughs> you're not safe if you walk around naked. Fair. I will also say, going back to the Christy thing, them not knowing that she's deaf, like, what if what a fucking shout out to Christy? Because like, sure, they're not talking to her for long amounts of time, but to be able to blend in and be efficient in a challenge to the point that your competitors that are paying attention to you. Maybe maybe others did. I don't know. But at least Roger didn't notice. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. Yeah. That just shows you how capable Christy is. I when agree. you take away the social bullshit. And I think that's a good jumping off point of, at Tomaki, Butch is making extra effort for Christy. Yeah. Extra effort. Wants to make her feel included. I think he's doing a good job. I think he's doing a far better job than anyone at the other camp chose to do. It's not that hard. And she says that. Yeah. She's like, I feel like, I feel like this is great. And she says it later in Tribal that I I was welcomed here. Uh, People put in effort to make me feel good. And it was way better than anything I got from the girls. And then she sticks with the girls and Heidi can't. Uh-huh. It's crazy to me. At Jabaru, we get schmoozing. Dina is realizing that she went from the tippy top of her alliance to the downright bottom. Yep. Because Shauna's flirting with Alex and that might be a problem. Even more than just flirting. You held her here against her will. Mm-hmm. She didn't vote with you last time. Mm-hmm. You, of course you've lost her. How She how, didn't want to be here. How does the redraft work if Shauna's gone and we have Joanna? Ooh, that is interesting. Is it I just mean, the same? I think it's the same because I can't... Because, like, Jenna would be like, and Joanna fucking sucks. Yeah. So, like, she'd still be the last woman picked. Okay. And would still end up on the same tribe. Sure. But... I don't think she'd flip. She certainly wouldn't be running her fingers through Alex's hair. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, makes sense to me. And then we get immunity. We have a two-stage challenge. We have a, what is essentially a 
cross uh, word search. A word search. Thank you. We have a word search. You are looking for words that are animals that appear in the Amazon, and there are pictures around this board that they're going, they're looking at, and some of them are there, five of them are there, five of them are not. So you're kind of just guessing and hoping you can find them. Well, you're, yeah, you're you're trying to find. You're trying to find all ten. Yes. But you'll stop after five. Like, there are five that are on there, but, like, you're keeping all ten of them in mind when you're looking for words. Sure. Yes. And then once you find them all, you have to go out, paddle out, and grab the flags of the five that you found. Mm -hmm. And I'm really disappointed that that didn't come into play, that, like, people grabbed the wrong one. But, whatever. This is a good challenge. It is a good challenge. Two stage challenges... Two or more stage challenges mm-hmm. are better than just one thing that takes a long time. I agree. Yeah. And Survivor agrees. Yeah. We figure that out. So we have a nice, close match through the word search. Like, everyone is is finding them. It's going back and forth, back and forth. Tambaki is just, like, a little bit ahead until they screw up Mosquito. And Christy calls out Mosquito, and it's... Almost there, but it's not quite there. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of the animals that weren't on there. There was like it was like just slightly misspelled. Correct. And Jabaru then gets their last one and goes. And there are even more flounders from Tambaki. Like they keep finding these mistakes, and it's it takes them a while, and then they just never catch up. Yeah. They Jeff tries to make it like they are catching up, but yeah. we see afterward that they're still paddling in when we plant all five flags. So yeah. it was closer than it could have been. Yeah. But they it, made up some ground, yeah. but yeah, not not really that close. Yeah. I do wish we would have had like a little moment of do they have all the five correct flags? Sure. But Jeff is just like immediately, you got them, you win. <laughs> Bummer. Anyway, Jabaru wins the first mixed immunity challenge. Good times. So we're back at Tamaki, and the the ladies go out on a boat. They are fishing with quotation marks. Yeah. And they're deciding who they want to boat off. So two things. Yep. I forgot to talk about before. This is before the challenge, but I forgot to mention it. Okay. They Jeff gets some reactions to the tribe swap. Christy, why are you bad mouthing your old tribe right in front of everyone? Christy is just like, oh, this new tribe, I feel so welcomed. They do- they were so much more accommodating than my old tribe. They fucking suck. And I'm like, Christy, what are you doing? And she's right. It's like the Sheehan thing where, like, she was the outsider. But she doesn't act on that. She's, mm-hmm. like, she's locked in. It is. I, w- I want to say it's, it is just that moment of bliss where you're like, I'm so happy. I don't care what I say. And sure. it is. It's, it's oversharing. And you're giving too much here. But I like the sentiment. Yeah. Oh, me too. Anyway, on the fishing, they're like, who are we going to vote? We, uh, The three of us are locked in, right? 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 Yes. Who are we voting off? Well, we don't want to get rid of Dave. Yeah. Dave is young. He's strong. So let's draw straws for Roger or Butch. Literally drawing straws. Literally drawing straws. And the short straw was Butch. I like it. They're like, wait, which one's shorter? Yeah. Which, uh... Hold them up, but they're on the opposite ends of the boat, so they can't really... And Christy's uh, like, it's that one. I, uh, I I said before two things, and I only said one thing. Uh-huh. The second one was, this season trimmed the fat well by who went home. Mm-hmm. Daniel and Ryan didn't seem particularly interesting. Maybe they could have been. They they seemed like they may have... Should, should have been in a movie starring Ben Stiller... About models. <laughs> okay. Uh, they could have been having a gasoline fight just off screen for all we knew. A freak gasoline fight accident. <laughs> maybe they would. Maybe that's just the edit. Maybe if they would have stuck around longer, we would have liked them. But I, I, they weren't adding a whole lot. And then on the women's side, holy shit. Getting rid of Janet and Joanne, like, they would be dead weight at this point in the mm-hmm. season. I'm so glad they're gone. And... <laughs> That's the difference between... That is one of many differences between a good and a bad season, I feel like, is who goes home early and who sticks around. Yes. Because <laughs> there are very few duds, especially with... I mean, I don't think Gene was a dud, but, like, there's always going to be somebody that is the most dud mm-hmm. because that's just how it works. There's there's eight people. One of them's going to be the least interesting. It seems like the least interesting person is pretty much always going home. Yeah, and I want to put that more on editing than anything else. Part of that is editing. I, I agree, but, like, I don't think there's any amount of editing that would make Joanne sticking around be a positive. I do. 
<laughs> I, I, I think you can find a way to make her make it so that she is a strong contributing member of that tribe. I mean, okay. It could be like, we could have fun with it, but I think that she also brings down the mood of everyone on her tribe. Yes. Like there's people that make the people around them worse. Yes. Oh yes. I agree. So I'm, I'm just saying it's like, I feel like the best person when it's been up between like two or three people has gone home every single episode. I agree. I agree. Except for maybe this one. Hmm. Well, let's talk about that. Dave pulls Heidi aside after this boat happens. And Dave says, I want to carry you into the merge. I, our plan A, we're going with plan A, is Gene. Gene's going home. And you're going to vote with us. Heidi, you're a terrible negotiator. Yes. You're a terrible negotiator. They need you. They need you just as much as you need them. Heidi, as far as we can tell, we only get to see what we see. Makes no attempt at a counter argument. Why does Heidi go? Wait, why don't why don't the why three don't of us, us carry you into the merge? Yeah. <laughs> do you like Roger? Do you love Butch? Like, or okay, I'll do this, but one at a time. We get rid of Gene, and then if we go to another vote, we get rid of Butch. Yeah. And then if we go to another vote, we get rid of Christy. Like. If you're going to make that deal, you better have some fucking assurances. Like, and she's not dumb about it. She's like, I know that when we go, like, if we have two more votes, like, I'm the next person going. Yeah. And she says it to him. Yeah. And he goes, yep. You're right. So let's not get in that spot. Now, the only part of it that makes sense for Heidi is the two women that are here with her are not her alliance. Mm-hmm. Christy is kind of a, is a swingy part of her alliance, but floater, Jean yeah. was the next person going home on her tribe. Anyway. Correct. Her two people are on the other tribe. Mm-hmm. Maybe three people. Who knows? Maybe she thinks she can get Shauna back. It's she's it's a bad. Great. There's there's a better negotiation. Maybe we didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Maybe Dave would have just said no. But you have to be willing to walk away, and you have to be willing to go to rocks. She's a bad negotiator and bad at analogies because she also says, "I'm between a rock and a hard stone." That's just two rocks, Heidi. And I'm incredibly uncomfortable with that. That being that between is, two stones would be uncomfortable. That yes. is what that that is what that means. Yes, correct. Thank you. Anyway, tribal council. Chrissy says she's super happy. Heidi's like, I love Jenna. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of there's Heidi a lot. Makes, of Heidi not. makes me like I I love Jenna. I trust that she made her decisions for reasons. Mm-hmm. Again, don't know why she didn't just tell us or tell her. But <laughs> okay, yeah. And then we go right down the line, and we're like. What's the most important thing that you're voting for tonight? Everyone's like, I'm voting for the weakest. I'm voting for the weakest. I'm voting with alliances. Yeah. And Christy we- is dead set. Like, I know. I'm, which is crazy because Butch and Roger made her feel so welcomed. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like that was game. I don't feel like Butch and Roger were doing that I as agree. part of the game. I think Butch is just a genuinely nice person. I agree. And Roger is just along for the ride. Well, and I think Roger, I mean,. He, he's trying. Yeah. I, I, I think that Roger has weird stances that are abhorrent, but like, sure, he's on board with that one. Mm-hmm. He's on the right side for that one. I, I, Butch is really growing on me. But yeah, it's very, I'm very fascinated in Christy. I think I say that every episode, but every episode we get a little bit more of her and I'm just fascinated. It's a bit of a wild card. It's fun. It's great. Anyway, after we're doing that, everyone's giving their, why they're voting the way they're voting. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Heidi and she's like, Heidi. <laughs> Well, there's so much going through my head right Heidi! now. Heidi! I don't really know what I'm going to do. I... Heidi! Yeah, she's basically saying, I may be flip-flopping here. Oh! Heidi, you have to cover better. She does. and she... Well, I guess she doesn't have to cover better. Because she makes the decision. Everyone knows that she did it. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. But, like, if you're either don't cover or cover better. Yeah. And I don't think she had made a decision at that point. But, like... This episode might as well be titled, Why Won't the Women Stop <laughs> Sharing Secrets That They Shouldn't Share? Luckily for her, we do not have immunity idols yet. Yeah, right? That's a dead giveaway. Like, I'm fucked. So, that happens. Anyway, Heidi does flip. We vote out Jean, and Jean's gone. But she didn't want to lie or cheat in her confessional at the end. But she did lie. In the game of life... She's the winner. What a fucking piss baby thing to say. Yeah. That just reminds me of Tina's, like, season two final tribal where she's like, no matter what you pick, I've already won life. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Tina. And then she won a million dollars. And then she won a million dollars! <laughs> so there's that. 
Anyway, how do you think Gene does in a future season of Survivor? Better. Yeah. Actually. I, like I said, I think that Gene rolled badly. Like, it, she took risks that I understand why she took each of them. The, the making Dina the leader kind of was kind of a stupid thing to do. Because Dina was obviously going to be a good leader. Mm-hmm. But it seems like she has decent strategy that's kind of half-baked. And she got set up in this season where she had no margin for error. We see plenty of Survivor contestants make bad bets. Correct. And somehow work their way out of it. And work their way out of it. Jean got the raw end of the deal on every bet that she made. Uh And also didn't pick good bets to make. Correct. Joanna and Janet are not the people you should be aligning your future to. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that to say... I think this is probably, like, where she went home was probably, like, the floor for Jean. Because she also was, like, a hard worker in her tribe seems to like her. Uh-huh. I think most seasons she plays, like, she's a post-merge up till like, final four. Okay. Yeah. It's rare that we get people that I think would do, that, like, the season they're on that we see is, like, the floor for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's not a whole lot of information out there, and I'm sure people will come in and be like, nah, Actually, there is! There's tons. There's her Instagram, which she's she's still doing her thing. She looks a lot the same, but there is a Reddit post that I wanna I wanna discuss. So later on in the recap episode, which we're gonna skip just because we sure. are, yeah. they show Jean in this episode, like during this time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's upset that we voted off Joanna. Yeah. She's pissed. Well, apparently, there's a scene in the recap episode where Jean is angry at her tribe for voting out Joanna, so she secretly dug out all of the moldy bits in the maniac flour and cooked it for her tribe. What? So, she cooked it, she gave it to them, and I think she said in an interview that she fed them moldy maniac mixed with bugs because their inaction caused the maniac to get wet, and then they refused to do any fishing or gather any coconuts... Choosing to eat the moldy maniac and leaving her to fend for herself since she didn't want to eat it. So, basically, she just fed them the nastier-looking parts of the stuff that they were already eating. And apparently, they actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's blue cheese, but, man- but, but maniac. Yeah. Ma- maniac. So, the title of that Reddit post, Jean Herbert Tried to Poison Her Tribe. There was, Wild card! There is some spiteful vengeance in there. I, I'm assuming maybe pushing it a little too far. I'm assuming she doesn't come back. She does not come yeah, back. Yeah, okay. No. Oh, protagonist of the episode. Yep. This is actually a hard one, but I, I kind of feel like it's Dave. Okay. You can make a good argument for Heidi, because she's mm-hmm. the swing boat. Mm-hmm. But Dave, <laughs> through not a lot of effort, gets all of the information out of Jenna, <laughs> sets himself up, is the reason that Rob is mad, which we might see repercussions of next episode, mm-hmm. if that if we see more of that tribe, which we didn't get to see a lot of, makes the deal with Heidi, really fleeces Heidi on that deal. Yes. Yeah. So like Dave, Dave is not does not seem to be a very verbose guy. He doesn't talk a lot. At least we haven't seen him talk a lot. Sure. But his actions, that's actually a pretty busy episode for him. I agree. Yeah. I think that's a good pick. Yeah. Cool. Then let us go forward and end this episode. With a bumper. So that'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Jared, things are getting juicy. Things are getting juicy. Things are getting juicy. What would you like to promote this week, speaking of juicy things? It's a board game that Steven got me. Okay. Called Corridor. It is fun. It's so good. It's not spelled like you think it is. It's like Q-U-O-R... D-I-O-R-R, something like that. Just look up, like, Corridor board game. Yeah. it's at my, You looked over, it's at my apartment, so... I don't, it did. Yeah. I did look over there. But it's basically... You, the game is you have very small version of, like, a chessboard, but you have one pawn. Mm-hmm. You can only move that pawn in four directions, so front, back, left, right. Only goal is to get to the other side, kind of like checkers, but you also have ten walls you can place to mm-hmm. block off certain parts of the board or block yourself off... It's great. It's such an easy concept and such a great, fun strategy game. It's so good. I think it's great. And I'm really glad I got that for you for your birthday. Yep. Yay. Yay. Speaking of birthday, it's my birthday this week. In two days, when this episode comes out. Two days after this episode comes out. Yeah, it'll be Saturday. So, happy birthday me. Happy birthday, Steven. That's my promotion. Just kidding. It's not that. No, no. Okay. It's that. It's that. It's Steven turning 30. 
Oh, God. Steven Stern at 30. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> no, what I was going to say, I have been taking apart Game Boys. That's, oh, yes. It's been fun. I I learned how, like, there are so many weird screws, and I'm I'm replacing all of them because they're terrible. That's because Nintendo does not like you fucking they with their don't, shit. They don't want you fucking with their shit. But, like, once those screws are in, they don't want them moving. Yeah. And I, I've just learned so much about the inner workings. And I replaced a ribbon cable on a screen in the most uncomfortable way. I'm like, I'm going to break this. I'm going to break this and ruin everything. But it was... I So far, it, it's a part right now. I'm waiting for mm. new screws to come in so mm. I don't have this problem. But I'm, I'm really proud of the work I've put in. Nice. Yeah. I will say, I know you're anxious about turning 30. And you can remove this if you want to. No. But you, have a, you own a condo. Yeah. You have a fiance. You are breaking. You are like, you, like like fully investing your childhood hobbies and your acting, which you want to be doing. So like, you've made it, man. I, I don't know so much if I'm anxious about turning thirty. Some of it's just that yeah, I'm turning thirty. Whatever. I am where I am, and every day you're getting a little bit closer to death. Yeah, we'll see if I make it to thirty. Don't. That's one year from now. You have a commitment for at least eight more years on the Survivor Tournament. Might have to start picking up the pace, Steven. No. <laughs> I'm keeping you with me, and Survivor will be here for the rest of time. Best of luck. For my co-host, Jared, this is Steven. My host, Steven, this is Jared. I'm so uncomfortable. It's a joke. Please don't send me on a Kirby Sock vacation. Failed threats of... I don't know what. But I love you, and you are staying here with me. As a me. diabetic with a pump in my pocket, I have an exit button at any moment. You are staying here with me. I'm not sure if you can keep that in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.